Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in, for listening to the show each and every week. We bring to you some information about mortgages, about the real estate market, about what's going on in your area. We are on five stations in three different states, from Albuquerque up to Las Vegas, Nevada, up to Tahoe. And, and Daryl, Tahoe, uh, fires? Fire, fire, yeah. south. It's, there was the Angola fire a while back. It's sort of the same area there below South Lake Tahoe, fires. Yeah, well, we get these weather-related incidents here in California, as they do all across the United States, depending on where you are. You could have floods, you could have uh, wind and tornadoes uh, if you're in Tornado Alley. And, you know, those who are in the hurricane areas down in the southeast, even up the east coast, the disasters that can affect how you are uh, closing on your real estate deal, how you're getting your loan, big deal. Well, like L.A. uh, and Ventura, it takes time to build back there as it permits and well that's yeah all that's true and we've talked about it many times and one of the things that they talk about in terms of the recovery overall is the lack of housing well how can we fix the housing market the only way to do that is to build more houses and one of the infrastructure uh plans in the biden administration is to try to eliminate local ordinances local uh zoning laws to be able to speed up the process to allow builders to build homes. Now, I'm not talking, of course, about the infill deal, those one and twosies that a builder might do once a year. We're talking about large-scale development uh, in open areas, even in Los Angeles County, where people say, well, Los Angeles is a huge city. Well, there's actually huge swaths of L.A., which is all desert land, out vacant land, which on the 25- to 30-year plan that they came up with, I don't know, when I first got to Los Angeles back in 88, a lot of that land has been built on, but a lot of it hasn't. And one of the reasons is, is because the zoning laws and the restrictions based on the and continuing and evolving building and safety standards. Now, you may say, well, you can't change safety standards. Well, if it was safe to build a house a certain way 20 years ago, the only difference between 20 years ago and today would be there's less water, Right. And it's possible they've discovered a fault line. Other than that, the building and safety is pretty much nailed 20 years ago. So it's it's part of the not-in-my-backyard syndrome. It's part of the way that um, zoning laws have kept uh, integration from most cities in both Southern California but across America. It's how you keep those out and make sure that we keep ours in. Um, so, being that what it is, we're, we're going to have Darren Woodworth on the show today. He's talking a little bit about what's going on up in the Napa Valley, up in that whole area in terms of the fires and how that's affecting both uh, the real estate market in general as well as, well as uh, what's going on in the mortgage market. Uh, as I said, we are in Albuquerque to Las Vegas, Nevada, up in the Tahoe area, and certainly in Southern California in the San Bernardino Riverside area, touching into Los Angeles and Orange County at uh, two great radio stations that we've been on for a number of years. Thanks very much for tuning in. We're also on some, uh, what do they call those things? A podcast. Yes, and yeah, what are podcast, those podcasts? Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Music Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, and of course, 
The last one. Podcast IO and Podcast IO is a great place there. A number of different podcasts. How are they building that out anyway? How's it going? It's going well. Uh, A lot of the categories are filling out as far as uh, getting additional uh, shows up and on. And, uh, of course, uh, you've been on there for... Uh, two or three months at this point. Right, exactly. Now, uh, in terms of... So you get quite a pedigree going there. Oh, (laughs) thank you very much. You know, building startups, coming from nothing to something, building something that you want people to come and see and then use and then be able to monetize that particular use based on advertising or whatever you do. That is America. And 98% of businesses in America are small businesses like that. I don't have a read on yet because COVID is evolving and changing in the way we are masked up in the Los Angeles market, which is where I live, versus where we're we're recording the show in the Ventura market, which is not masked up. It has changed the way uh, people are either getting back to work or going back to businesses or opening new businesses. But that's the spirit by which we try to bring the information to you on the show, getting a home, getting a new home, getting a... Uh, a refinance for your house, taking money out of your house, paying down debt, making your life better uh, is part of the entrepreneurial spirit by which, you know, it it builds America. Now, we've seen growth in home prices over the last year uh, to whereby now in some markets it's 20% a year, which is astounding. It's probably averaged across the U.S. at uh, 10 to 13 percent, and that would be everywhere. Again, astounding when you consider we've been in a lockdown pandemic for 12 months, maybe even longer in some areas. Now, the debate whether your area is open or your area is under stricter stricter guidance uh, from either the CDC or your local health community officials, the the, uh, the verdict is up in the air as to which approach, better or uh, worse, if that's how you say it, whether it helps your economy, whether it hurts your economy. And I've seen a lot of statistics and read tons about it. Uh, all I can say is that there is no uniform way by which the economy is affected because most economies are local. There is no national economy. There's you buying a car over in... You know, your area and somebody else over here buying bread in their area. It's different in different markets. So when people talk about the recovery on a national basis, they're really talking about how are you doing in your community? How are you doing in your community? So today uh, we have scheduled a bunch of different people coming from around the country to let us know what's going on there. We have Lawana Bradford coming back once again and uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, and Eddie Real from uh, um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's going to talk to us about the market down there. So we get a sense from uh, Luana, Eddie, and Darren from around the country what's going on in their local markets and how COVID is affecting it. But then again, how is the market reacting to either you know uh, inflation news? And we'll talk about that in a second. Or how it's reacting to you know whether people are getting back to work or not getting back to work and whether giving people an extra 300 bucks a month is hurting the the process or whether it's helping the process data is still not in and we're still not quite sure whether that that's true or not true um as as again i often say we're dealing with a, a country of 360 million people and it spans you know coast to coast 2500 miles and north to south about 16 to 1800 miles it's a huge place and every market is different energy in particular is one of the examples that we often quote as to markets affected by what's going on overall both locally and in the world if you can buy your oil 
or your gas from Canada cheaper, which is what they do in Washington State and Oregon, versus what they do in Texas, which is kind of refine their own oil. Um, so it depends on how you look at a problem, which will give you an answer. Let's talk mortgage rates for a second. Mortgage rates are pretty steady and have been falling pretty steadily for the last month. There are reasons for that. The basic underlining reasons is the Fed keeps buying mortgage-backed securities, $40 billion a month, treasuries, $80 billion a month. That has been the rock-solid base by which all the other stuff on top of it happens, whether the yield goes up to 1.77 or whether it's down to 1.2, whatever it is today. The yield on the 10 years, which used to really govern how the rates were looked at, currently it's really not. The, 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 um, the treasuries and the mortgage-backed securities, which are being bought by the Fed, is the base rock by which all of the rest of this stuff doesn't matter. So until that tapering happens, you're going to see rates, real estate uh, mortgage rates, at pretty much the lowest that we can get. We're already at one minute? How is that possible? Jeez, I've just been talking like a talker. Okay, quickly. Uh, 30-year, 2.87. 2.87 for 30-year fixed conventional. Think about that. 2.31 for the 15-year. 2.50 for FHA. 3.05 for the jumbo. And by the way, the jumbo rates haven't moved from 3.05 to 3.13 for three months. Uh, and, of course, the 5-1 arm is at 2.55. The 10-year yield, yes, I was correct. It's at 1.2069%. Uh, mortgage apps down 3% in June. The showdown in the bidding wars, okay, it's a, not showdown, it's slowdown. I can't even read my own writing. The conventional loans, 74% of the market, FHA 14%. Price growth, buyer fatigue, and adverse market fee is gone. That's a half a point less to you as expense fees when you do your cash-out refi. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. And thanks very much for listening to the show. I got a little sing-songy there because I'm excited about the guests that we've got on today. But let's just get to some uh, quick Uh, identification of who we are and what we do. Listen, this is Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice. We are on five stations in three different states, Albuquerque up to Las Vegas, in the Inland Empire, in San Bernardino and Riverside counties, as well as up in Tahoe at K Tahoe. Uh, We're on... um a number of different podcasts. Do you, do you have those podcasts for, for us, Daryl? I sure do, Jeff. It's a YouTube, a radio.com, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Music Play, Apple Podcast, and podclips.io. And we're also on YouTube. And if you go to YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice, you can see that website or on YouTube. We can see You can see me. Uh, we've got hundreds of shows there. We also do a LinkedIn and a Facebook and a bunch of other stuff uh, on a daily basis, or at least three or four times a week. We've got the uh, mortgagevoice.com. That's what I mean, the new website. It's actually very exciting. Okay, so uh, let's bring our next guest on right now, Luana Bradford, who has been on the show several times. She's with the Bradford Group in Atlanta, Georgia. Wanted to have her on to get her take on what's happening there in both her business as well as what's happening in the marketplace as a result of either we're coming out of or going into uh, additional COVID restrictions. Uh, Luana, hi. How are you? I'm doing well, Jeff. How are you? Thank you for having me. 
Thank you very much. I was actually sick a couple of weeks ago. Don't worry, I didn't have COVID, but I did have a bad cold, and it just it lingered horribly. Um, how's your health? I'm doing well, thank God. All is all is well on this end. Okay, that's good. All right, t- describe to us a little bit about what's going on in your business, uh, whether it's uh, in the uh, real estate sector or whether it's in loans or whether it's in renovation or whether it's in purchase and hold. Uh, what are you doing and how are you doing it and how's business down in Atlanta? Uh, we're doing primarily um, uh, renovation and refinance loans. I see. Um, n- not too many purchase loans because our mar- our market is so tight. There's just not any inventory. So a lot of the um, homes that are out here are being swept up by cash buyers coming in. Actually, coming in from your part of the world, Jeff, because uh, prices here are much less than in California. Right. So that's what we're finding. You know, our we're we're kind of in in that little comfortable spot right now with uh, refinances and investors coming in and doing um, some quick rehab loans on fix and flips. Okay, so you you described the invasion from California, which, by the way, is happening almost every state. They've got some Californians coming in with money. How does that affect your market locally, and is there any kind of resentment because the local uh, people who need to live somewhere are seeing prices go up so high? Yeah, I think there, there definitely is resentment. And the interesting thing is with Atlanta, 50% of our market is rental. I see. Believe it or not, pretty high, pretty high rental base, and with our population, we have about forty-two percent that are in that millennial right um, area, and so they are unable to afford where the prices of homes are going. So hence, they're going into the rental market, and that's why the investors are just eating up what's happening right now because they're positioning themselves um, for what's basically a cash cow for them. I see. In in the market today, you talked about flipping. Are, are, is that where the opportunity lies for not only yourself, but a lot of investors who are looking for to Atlanta to make some money? Yeah. And, yeah, most of my clients, I have very few that are doing buy and hold. They're, right. They're just, they're flipping right now. And, and it makes sense because, again, when you have, you know, you don't have, you have a limited inventory. So they know the demand is high and it's not going to be on the market long. The, the employment in Atlanta and, and in the surrounding areas in Georgia, as you know, my sister lives down in LaGrange. Um, what, what is it? Uh, it? Do you find that there is a, a good deal of people making good money, but they, it just doesn't translate into the monthly payment of the ability to repay the loan? If they wanted to buy? I, I, think, I, think, I think good money is relative. When you look at the average um, dual-income household in the Atlanta metro area, it's around sixty k. Okay. Yeah. You know, so when you when you add that to perhaps any debt that individuals may have, you know, buying the average home, which is around three hundred thousand, right, can be a little a little challenging. Yes, it is, and I would imagine that the the uh, fix and flippers then are going to, as you said, cash buyers or people who you know obviously can afford it. If if you were to move to your area, where would be the best place that you would want to live? Uh, for that $300,000 price. Now, as a result of that, you probably have to make, I don't know, close to hundred grand for a, a combined household income. But where, where would you suggest living? What area is good down there right now? 
Um, I I would personally want to live in like the Avondale Estate, yeah. which is still in, in Decatur. Um, probably to get more more bang for the buck, I'd go a little bit further out to Gwinnett, but that's still an area that's booming. I have individuals that are even moving as far out as Swanee, um, wow. and that's that's a serious commute. So I guess it just depends on you know how willing how how willing individuals are are to are to commute to where they need to go, you know. But right now, many people are working from home. And with where businesses are reevaluating, I think we're going to see more. Well, I, I think teleworking is going to be commonplace now. It's not going to be uh, the exception. I think it's going to be the norm in how we do business. I see, yeah. And, you know, we, we thought a lot about that here in in the Los Angeles area, Southern California, but it seems like there's a big push to get people back to the office. And whatever that incentivizes uh, the worker to do that, whether it's, you know, there, there's just more benefits to coming back to the office, more opportunities. Uh, are you seeing that in the, your market or or not? I mean, I like look, working from home, but, you know, like I say, there's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of push to get everybody back to the office. I think, there's, I think it's a mix because, even from a um, an employer standpoint, there's so much cost savings available if you are able to to have a hybrid, you know, work plan. You know, maybe where individuals aren't in five five days a week, but maybe you do incorporate teleworking in it because you're looking at utility savings, even maybe space savings. So um, I just think across the board, industries are relooking how they do business and how to maximize. Um, the benefit to the employee because they're finding employees at home from a mental well-being, emotional well-being, productivity, everything's improved. So we have a happy employee that increases the productivity and the profits for the the company and uh, less sick leave. So I think um, just overall businesses are really evaluating how we move going forward. Okay, let's talk flips for a second. What are the margins on the flips, and how are you finding the properties? Obviously, this speaks to uh, people in in the uh, several markets that were airing the show, uh, obviously calling you if they've got great opportunities down there. So tell us, what are the margins, and, and how do you find the properties? Um, I, 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 the margins are all over the map. I see. People, again, when you have, when you have um, a reduced inventory, these homes are selling for far more than the, the valuation. Right. Right? So people are fighting over the property. So that's kind of where we stand with, with margins. It's like, what is the what is the buyer willing to pay? Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, and Nice negotiation. <laughs> Gee, mm-hmm. nice negotiation. How much do you got? You know, well, what do you mean? <laughs> What's the plus well, place? There was one property um, a friend told me about that. Um, that they that they sold, the list price was two fifty five. They and it and it appraised for two fifty five, and they sold it for three eighty. Oh my gosh! Well, then that's a cash buyer, and everybody's mad at that one, except the seller. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The seller's happy as but heck. How, how you, but how you find them? I think you know definitely having strong relationships with with realtors, but right. I find more investors are having better luck dealing with that investor to investor buy. So looking at those that are wholesaling. Yeah. You know, again, if you're looking in that investor market and then finding those investors that 
because some of them are positioning themselves to actually sell directly to the homeowner. So if you can build that relationship or find those investors that are out there that are buying, flipping, but already lining up that new buyer, that new homeowner. Okay, hey, we're up against it. Shout out your phone number. People, listen up. This is the the person to call in Atlanta, Georgia, if you want a good investment property. Luana, what's your number? My number is 404-618-2824. Again, that's 404-618-2824. You can go to our website at Bradford Group MTG, Bradford Group MTG, like mortgage.com. Luana, thanks very much. It's been a while, and I'm glad to hear your voice. It sounds like you're doing pretty well. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks so much. Thank you, too. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Uh, give me 10 I seconds. I my hearing aids off because they're, they're too good. So I, I can hear you good, uh, okay, but just make sure you, uh, that, you, that, you, that you talk as loud as, you know, loud enough, okay? I certainly will. Okay, Eddie, no problem. Give me 10 seconds I'm and we'll start. I'm ready anytime. You just tell me when. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Hart, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show. Thanks very much for listening. We bring to you guests and people from around the country to talk about what's going on in their local markets. Now, why do we do that? Because the perspective on what happens there affects you here. It may not affect necessarily the rate you get on your mortgage or the availability of properties, but you can see that the issues that we're having locally, yeah, they're affecting everybody everywhere, whether it's tight inventory, whether it's low interest rates because the Fed keeps buying treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. All of these things are affecting the nation all over. And opportunities that arise in a different market may be available because you know a little bit more about what's going on there than somebody else. To that end, we bring to the show from Albuquerque is Eddie Real from uh, uh, New Mexico. He's a New Mexico broker. I believe it's New Mexico um, mortgage broker. Is that yep. correct? Realty One of New Mexico. Realty One of New Mexico. Sorry about that. Uh, but again, he's been on the show before. Thanks very much. How's it going down there, Eddie? Well, if there's any better, I couldn't stand it. How are you guys doing, Jeff? We're doing all right, too. It's very busy here as well as it is down there. We're waiting to see if we're going to see, you know, some infrastructure bill or whether we're going to see tapering on the, the mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, all of that affecting rate. But right now, it's awesome. Been pretty good here. You know, a year ago people were afraid to let you in their house and stuff, so we did slow down a little bit. But right now uh, it's going really well. The only problem is our inventory is so low right now; it's like to ten or fifteen percent of what it normally is. Wow. And uh, so houses come on the market; they all get multiple offers the first day. How is that affecting local sentiment? Is it wearing people out, or are they still excited to try to get something? Well, the problem is uh, it's hard to work with buyers right now. Because uh, especially like well you know average homes here like like two fifty two seventy five two twenty five it's not like the L A market and stuff of course um, but so the average person is looking for a house say under two fifty so a house at one ninety two twenty five two sixty they get multiple offers on them so you have to be ready to make an offer the minute they come on the market and uh, the, the it's hard to work with buyers especially first time buyers because they don't have that extra cash. The houses are going for more than what they're asking. Right. So if they're asking 195 and you're going to offer 200 or 210, you've got to have that five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 
cash in hand because it's not going to praise that high. And if you don't have that, you can't compete. So it makes it very extremely difficult, extremely difficult for a buyer right now. If you're a seller, uh, that's you know you're in the driver's seat. It's not right. always going to be like that. It hasn't always been like that. But for right now, it's really really strong for sellers. There are some people that are selling their house now uh, and renting because they're picking up an extra fifty or seventy five or hundred thousand dollars more than they thought they could have got a couple of years ago, and they're going to sit on it till the market comes back down if it does, and they'll have that cash in hand. So I don't know how you guys are doing it over there, but you know it's a completely different ball game over here. Well, no, the the actual scenario is exactly the same. Prices may be different, but the uh, too many buyers, not enough houses. Um, looking at the situation to bring in cash because you have to go way over above asking. How are you handling the appraisal issue with that, and also occupancy? If you're saying, you know, you've got people that want to buy and then rent out, are they buying that owner occupied? How how are you handling both of those situations? Yeah. The uh, the owner occupied ones, you know, the people that want to buy a place to live, right? Uh, you know, they're they what they're doing now is the ones that are strong are actually trying to buy another house first before they sell theirs, so they won't be out in the street because they know there's a sell immediately, and then it takes the usual. 30, 45, 60 days for the mortgage companies to finish everything and, and close it. Right. But um, people that are strong enough are buying the other house first and then putting theirs on the market because otherwise they'll be out in the street. And then again, some people are selling and renting. And the rental market is tremendous right now because houses are averaging, you know, 12, 13, 1400 a month just a year ago are now 15, 16, 1800 a month. That's... Uh, and that's a high for a market like Albuquerque because the average wages are not that high here. Right, right. And you've got such a large employer that really is central to the employment there that really has fixed um, payment schedule. So it's when market prices go up, who, who's driving the market? Is it out of state? Is it in state? Who, who? Uh, no, it's it's both. Now, a lot of people, you know, they're having a mass migration out of California and, yep. and certain places for whatever reason. We're not going to talk politics at this right. time. <laughs> but the thing is, they're moving to Texas, they're moving to Colorado, they're moving to New Mexico. And, and they're coming in with the cash to do whatever they want to do. But the local people here, especially the first-time homebuyers, are having a really hard time, yeah. uh, and unless they just luck out. Uh, what I had to do for a while, and I'm not working with buyers hardly right now at all, right. but I would have the purchase agreement the purchase agreement completely filled out. All we need is a price and, and, uh, and an address. And uh, if you don't make an offer the first day and bump it enough to make it worthwhile... Um, it's just very difficult uh, to get it. You know, with rates around 3% or under, uh, you know, normally you could only afford a 175 house. Now you can buy a 240 house. Yep. And, and, and with that same 12, 1300 a month. And in some cases, that's less than what people are paying in rent. You know, it's artificial because the way the Fed is handling their purchases of mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, but it is offsetting the price gains. So it does make it a little bit more affordable for people, like you say, they're going to pick up another thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in purchasing power just because the rates dropped, you know, half a point in the last three weeks. Right. Well, you know, the, the only problem that I see, because I watch the news and the business news uh, on a daily basis every morning, I spend a half hour doing that, much less groceries they're going to be able to buy. So eventually when the houses get up so high, they're just not going to be able to afford it anymore. And if the market does come down, then you're going to have a flood of houses coming back on the market. Instead of people holding on to them, they're going to say, well, my house I paid 250 for and it's only worth 210 I'm going to uh, sell it. Well, that's not the thing to do. If you're going to buy it, stay there, you know? 
I agree. No, I, I tell people if you're going to buy a house, try to buy a good enough house where you can keep it as a rental. Because in your lifetime, if you buy two or three or four houses, by the time you get to be fifty or sixty, they're pretty well paid for, and that's your retirement right there. So it's really right. a, real estate has always been a great, great avenue. No, I think real estate itself is a great avenue. Catching it on the on the up or the down, and then try to time your either purchase or sale, that's the tricky part. Now, we always talk about being able to afford the monthly payment. But as you said, as prices go up, a lot of people are priced out of the market. And if we see the interest rates rise, which I'm sure we will when we stop seeing the federal government, or the Fed rather, uh, purchasing mortgage-backed securities and treasuries, you're going to see rates go up. Do you think that will bring prices down when there's less people able to afford the prices going up? Well, that, that, that's definitely going to bring them down because right, right now you could only afford, uh, two years ago you could only afford a 180 house and that was a thirteen fifty a month payment. And now you can afford a 245 house because of the payments are the same, right. you know, because of the interest rates. And, uh, you know, just uh, just 2 or 3% interest is, is uh, another... Two or three, four thousand dollars a year, right? And that makes all the difference in the world. All the difference. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Um, in in your market, and we have about a minute and a half left. Just quickly, are, are you seeing more FHA or more conventional loans? Well, actually, uh, the ones that are getting the deals are the conventional because the FHA loans, you know, naturally they're a little bit pickier, yeah. And and it's easier for somebody to qualify. But the problem is that the appraisals are are pretty well set. And conventional appraisals are coming in a little bit better than the FHA appraisals. And so, therefore, it seems like uh, people are more apt to accept a conventional offer because less repairs, less yep. expenses, and, and, uh, and a better appraisal. And, and they can, they're doing it because they can. Now, the market's going to change sometime down the road and everything's, you know, the, everything's been, the, all the rules are going to change. Yep. And I can see it coming within a year or two. So uh, just... Uh, uh, you have to be cautious right now, but buy whatever you can buy as long as you can get a under three percent interest rate. Uh, this is Eddie Real from uh, Realty One Group down in Albuquerque. You want to shout out a phone number, a way for people to get a hold of you? Sure, uh, Eddie Real, R A E L, Realty One New Mexico. Our office number is eight eight three ninety four hundred. But I'd like to give you my cell number, and I always answer my phone. Area five zero five 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 zero seven two three five. That's five five zero Real on the cell. Five five zero seven two three five. The area code is five zero five here in Albuquerque. If you're thinking of coming here and doing some business, I also do a lot of commercial real estate. I'll be glad to help anybody that needs some help. Eddie, thank you very much for once again coming on, illuminating what is happening down in your market. Thanks very much. Well, thank you very much, sir. Call anytime. Thanks, Eddie. All right, this is Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I am Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Welcome back to the show, and thank you very much for listening and tuning in each and every week. We're giving you information about mortgages, about real estate. I give you a lot of uh, views and opinions, uh, research quite a bit on what's happening in the overall market, both here locally, wherever that is for you that you're listening, or nationally. Uh, We try to bring a perspective to the show which shows you that it's not just about here, even though it is just about here. And what I mean by that is every market is different, every market is local. However, things that affect 
the larger picture, whether it's, you know, purchasing a mortgage-backed securities by the Fed, whether it's weather-related issues, whether it's the pandemic, it affects us all, although not equally. So with us to try to elucidate, illuminate what's going on in their particular market, Darren Woodworth from up in the Tahoe and, uh, you know, that stretch on, uh, what, what highway is up? Uh, by the way, hi, Woody, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. Excellent. Thanks for the call. Now, thank you. Okay, what's the highway between San Francisco and Sacramento and uh, Tahoe? I'm on 80 and Highway 37 in Vallejo. Okay, excellent. Tell us what's going on up there. How's the weather? Are you guys, are you guys okay? Or? Uh, great, yeah, no fires near me. It's great. Uh, beautiful under the 80s. Oh, ex- <laughs> does that mean under the highway, or that's the temperature? That's 79 degrees. It's perfect. Oh, absolutely perfect. Okay, describe the area and what where did you work and what's happening in the market. Um, I cover everything from San Jose Bay Area all the way up to Napa Valley, California, wine country. Um, market's on fire right now. It's crazy. Yeah, well, uh, poor choice of words, but yes, I understand what you're talking about. In terms of uh, prices versus how many buyers, uh, what, what's your ratio to um, home homes available to how many offers they get? Uh, right now, it's multiple offers still. Um, anything in, there's really barely anything under 500 in Napa right now. Wow. Um, everything's 500 and above. Um, if you're getting anything in the four and five, you're going to... Put a hundred grand into it. I see. Or, or, uh, Vallejo area is still in the three hundreds, four hundreds, five hundreds. We're getting up to seven hundred now. Wow, that's amazing! The price growth. What kind of price growth have you seen over the last year, year and a half? Oh, uh, crazy! Um, San Jose area, it's two, three hundred thousand dollar increase. Napa Valley is uh, just had a buyer um, get into contracts. She bought her house at four sixty. I just in contract at six twenty. So wow, yes, wow. She bought it how long ago? Uh, Eighteen months ago. That's insane. That's incredible. Yeah. It's great if you can get in and out, but how can you predict something like that? Where do you think it's heading? Uh, I would like to say it was going to go down, but I said that last year again, and right. uh, I'm not predicting anything. It's it's. I think it's still going up. I yeah. mean, there's more buyers than there are sellers. Limited limited supply in Napa. Vallejo area is limited supply. Um, people are selling in San Jose, three bedroom, two baths for a million, and coming up to Napa and Vallejo area and buying all cash, Vacaville, Fairfield area. Yeah, you know what? I, I've been on the phone today with a number of people from around the country. They're all saying the same thing. You're selling in a place where prices are high. You're taking the money. You're going somewhere else, putting some cash in the bank and buying all cash so you have no mortgage payments. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a great plan, but how do the locals handle it? <laughs> uh, they sell when they can. Yeah, I guess so. But I guess if you're the type of person who wants to live where you grew up, it's harder and harder because if it's cheap property, other people from out of town are coming in and buying it. Absolutely. Napa Valley has come up a lot. So right. Um, three, three, four hundred thousand a few years ago. Now you can't touch anything for under six. So. Wow. No, that's it's it's striking. I, I just don't know how long it can last. Do you think that uh, as, as a result of the pandemic, prices have really been um, made higher? 
I mean, it just seems uh, like this last... Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. People are working from home now. Right. Um, like I said, San Jose you used to have to commute. Um, now they don't have to commute because they can work from home. So why not live in Napa Valley or Vallejo or Fairfield, Vacaville area? So they're getting out of the rat race. Um, there's over a million people in San Jose. So huh. I got out in 2016 or 2015. That house that I got out of was 600000 It's worth one point three five right now. That's amazing. That's an amazing, I mean, $50,000 a year is pretty pretty high. I mean, you know, 10, 15% a year over the last 10 years. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I just don't know how long it's going to, ha- you know, continue and where the millennials going to live. Where where are they going to live? I mean, how are they going to buy it? Oh, so there's something new. And Well, I don't know if it's new to Napa, but it's definitely, it's uh, co-ownership. So there's okay. a property that sold about eight months ago, it's back on the market, and it's selling six co-ownerships, so six people get to buy it. How does that work? Uh, it's crazy. So they're selling it for $600,000, and they're selling it to six different people. I don't know how they're doing this. is crazy. <laughs> and they're dividing. I don't know how they do it. They're dividing the time up, or they all stay there at the same time. I do not know, but... That's something new that's coming out, co-ownership. Now, um, does that mean they all have to either come up with documentation on the loan or they all get separate loans or some come with cash, some come with loans? Maybe there's a seller carryback on some others. How does this work? I'm, I'm thinking it's everyone gets their own personal loan. So I see. They're going up for $600,000 and they're getting their own loan. I see. And, of course, their holding title is, you know, tenants in common or, I don't know, there's several ways you could probably do it. I don't know if it's new or if it's been around, but that's the first I've ever heard of it. I've never heard of that either. And especially since they're, do they know each other, these people, or is it all just total strangers? <laughs> just a bunch it's of people strange. you never, they don't want to have a piece of the home. That's interesting. Yep. Do you see uh, any growth in terms of home building? Uh, in that area, because that's been really lagging uh, as a result. What we have is these bidding wars. Uh, they're not. It's not catching up. If there is, right. um, there's a bunch of building going on in Vacaville and Fairfield area. Okay. So um, that's good news. I mean, provide more housing, but it's still a limited supply. Now, do you, do you have, lo- I don't know if you follow this part of it, but uh, local ordinances, zoning laws, things that are harder and harder to be able to build a house. How long does it take to permit a house from scratch and get it built? So, fortunately, we just came up with the new ADU laws. Oh, nice. Um, yep. So, if you have a permanent building that's been built in your backyard and it's not permitted, uh, the state of California cannot deny you permits, and there's a... I think it's a 60-day window they have to, um, they can no longer prolong the, the permit process. They have to get you in and out within 60 days. And that's additional and dwelling deny, unit. They can't deny you. Right. And, uh, but that's a law by the state of California, and that affects localities, cities, towns, counties? Yep. Oh, that's a good law. I like that law because I know in Absolutely. Los Yeah, down here in Los Angeles counties, they made ADUs a real uh, push when we had uh, issues with uh, no housing uh, available uh, two or three years ago. Uh, but it's nice to see that it's more statewide. Uh, I just, you know, I don't know what happens. 
um, to new home building when you have a, a vacant lot and you want to get out there and you want to build other restrictions such that it's really preventing people because of the cost, because of the time involved. But the ADU law, I like that a lot. Absolutely. I think the cost of lumber right now is predicting uh, people not build. <laughs> yeah. It's not cost effective. Well, they had, uh, it was like $1,700 a 1,000 uh, a square foot of board. Now it's down to 700 So it's come down quite a bit. But that's, oh, great. that savings has not been passed on to the general public. I was reading an article on it yesterday. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah, not good. Anyway, we're up wow. against the time clock here. Darren, could you shout out your phone number to let people know how they can get a hold of you if they need a terrific person up there to either do their loan or uh, sell them a house? Absolutely. My number is 408-425-7845. Excellent. And, uh, and if you, uh, anybody out there who needs somebody like that, Darren's great. Been with the company, Malibu Funding, who sponsors the show a long time. Darren, thanks very much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. And you have a great day, too. Thank you very much. That's Darren Woodworth from Malibu Funding. I'm Jeff Parton, your voice in the mortgage industry, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Parton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show, for listening each and every week, bringing you to us is what we do through the radio stations around the country. We're on five stations, three different states, from Albuquerque to Albuquerque, New Mexico, up to uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, up in the Tahoe region of uh, mid-California and into Southern California, San Bernardino, Riverside, L.A., and Orange Counties. A couple stations there. Really want to appreciate everybody. We're on 10 different podcasts. We're on YouTube. Listen, if you want to see me, which you may, uh, you can go to YouTube. And if you go to YouTube, it's... Uh, the Mortgage Voice, Jeff Martin, or Jeff Martin, The Mortgage Voice, or just The Mortgage Voice. All those things will get you to me, and you can see this show. Now, we also do some LinkedIn Mortgage Minutes, and we do Facebook Mortgage Minutes, and we do some Instagram occasionally, uh, and uh, I haven't gotten on TikTok. I don't know why, because I can't dance. Now, I spent, I spent a lot of time watching TikTok to see how messages are gotten out. Now, understanding me, I'm an old guy, so I'm going to see a message a lot differently than somebody who's 25 years old. So the appeal of TikTok is, is that anybody can really get on there. Mostly comedy, a lot of cool dance routines, some pontification, people getting out there, banging the, banging the drum, but mostly it's entertainment, and I really like the entertainment. Some business, but uh, not so much. So LinkedIn, yes. Facebook, yes. You can see us there. It, there's a new podcast out, podclips.io. And if you go to that, you will see me in the finance section. There is probably 13 or 14 different sections from lifestyle and sports and food and health, all kinds of things that you can listen to, experts in the field, whatever field it is you choose, uh, in a new podclips uh, in a new pod way to be able to see, hear what's going on uh, in your favorite topic field. Uh, okay, let's get to it. Inflation. Now, we talked a little bit about inflation on some of the shows that we do. Inflation has been the big buzzword. And if you notice politically, and it's very annoying because everybody does it. It doesn't matter what side, what aisle, uh, what, what uh, end of the spectrum you're on. 
When somebody beats a drum, they just like beating the drum. And so it goes on and on and on. And really what the truth is is somewhere in between. So what is inflation and how does inflation affect you? Uh, if the price for your loaf of bread goes up, that's the significant, right? Because it costs you more to eat. And if you're on a fixed income as an older person, that really hurts. But historically speaking, inflation in certain areas have really not not greatly gone up. And bread is one of those things. And meat and poultry and eggs and juice and all these things that you live on on a daily basis. Now, since six months ago, yes, they have gone up. But from two years ago, they've actually gone down a little bit. So it depends on your point of view and how you look at things and how you deliver the message. So look at historically what's happening with inflation. If we look at long-term, Kenzonian economics is what we're talking about. The government bailout and continued spending is a way by which that particular economic system has said we have to deal with recessions or depressions or downturns. The government has to step in and spend money. I don't know if you agree with it or not agree with it, but that is not the sole source of inflation. Inflation itself is a worldwide issue. It's not a country-by-country country issue, even though individual countries get caught up in economic issues. Most of that has to do with overborrowing and overspending. And so therefore, the, the price that you're getting one day for a good is going to change dramatically to the next day because the supply and demand curve is so far off the spectrum. Now, what am I talking about? Let's talk about mortgages for a second. The money for mortgages is there. However, Lenders, which borrow the money basically through six or seven member banks or directly from uh, the Fed or the Treasury, these banks have been lending out money as a result of the ease and the cheapness of the money. So they've been lending it out by trying to attract borrowers to come and, and borrow money from them. If that is the way that we continue forward, we will make sure that we will have a supply of money for mortgages through, as what does the Fed say, 2023 at this cheap money. Is that good? Is that bad? Does it create inflation by allowing you to borrow cheaply? That is yet to be determined. But what it does say is the rising prices in real estate may be directly affected by the fact that they're inflationary pressures because of cheap money. That cheap money, which is obviously given by the Fed and obviously rates held down because of the mortgage-backed securities being purchased and the treasuries being purchased, all of these items, yes, can be considered inflationary. It's also considered inflationary if, in fact, wages, food prices, car prices, rentals, uh, hotel rooms and travel, if that all goes up, what we're going to see in the next 18 months is the Fed is going to stop doing this through taper. We've seen it happen before, so we know the game plan. It's just a matter of when. When taper happens, what is taper? They stop buying mortgage-backed securities and they stop buying treasuries. The pressures on the market to raise rates in order to cover risk is strong, and it's going to continue. And the lending standards by which lenders have currently, which, by the way, are not simple or easy, they have been conservative throughout the pandemic, 
are going to get tighter. When the money gets tighter, fewer and fewer people will be able to buy, which means that prices on real estate have to come down in order to sell the real estate. We're in a certain segment of this market, which is driven by these rates, which, yes, is inflationary to home prices, but once we get taper in place, which I believe will happen at the end of this year, certainly by mid-2022, uh, once that starts happening and rates start rising, you will see demand on real estate fall. Hopefully at that time, we also see a building, a building process and permits outstripping um, sales, meaning that they're building more houses than they're selling. Because we need about three months more of inventory. Currently, we have about three, three and a half months of inventory. Earlier in the year, we had two, two months, a month and a half worth of inventory. We need to get an equal buyer-to-seller market, six months worth of inventory. And that's going to take some building of about a million and a half houses per year, which we're currently not there. All of this is anti-inflationary. So as Kenzonian has said, the government will spend its way out of these recessions, and currently we're spending our way out of the COVID recession. But the inflation itself, according to what is happening at the Fed, uh, whether it's Jerome Powell, whether it's uh, the Fed governors, whether it's Janet Yellen at Treasury, or whether it's Joe Biden, your president, is transitional. Do I think it's transitional? Yeah, I do. I actually look at some of the things that are out there, for instance, uh, uh, used car prices, regular car prices, and I see a problem with chips, and I see that there's an undersupply in the market, and therefore the prices go up, and whether it's hotel rooms or whether it's travel. All these things are going to be corrected to the downside in prices uh, in order to attract people to come. Now, the monkey in the, in the wrench, the wrench in the monkey, whatever the system is, it has to do with COVID, right? If we get an uptick in this COVID resurgence to what we have, which we probably will, because that's just the way it is, um, we're going to see things on hold a little bit, which means that we'll probably see the Fed continue to purchase mm, through, like I said, the end of the year. This is what I'm thinking. Of course, nobody's got a crystal ball. But if it's today, you've got great rates under 3% 30-year fixed rates. Unbelievable. And if you've got other, um, let's see, where is that? Yeah, here it is. Um, the 15 years at 2.31. Anyway, I'm Jeff Martin, your voice in the mortgage industry. I really appreciate you listening to the show. There's lots to talk about. I wish we had a debate going. Anyway, we'll see you next time, and thanks for listening. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Martin. For more on today's topic, visit www.malibufunding.net.